Do you want to explain why you've just gone from you've just switched your green juice over to a to a beer? Um, bad influence, Hocko. I thought I've earned it, to be honest. Or, uh, just after I've that phone a, call, you earned it. You could feel the energy in that phone call, couldn't you? Oh, I, I yeah. realized as I hung up, I was like, "They fucking listen to that whole thing." <laughs> we were scared to talk. <laughs> uh, How you've always been, anyway? How's the week been? It was good. Had a good uh, Australia Day weekend. Only one little lash on on Australia Day itself, but got up four a.m. and went for a run. Done six six and a half k's, and then played eighteen holes and got on the piss. And yeah, it was good. Typical Australia Day. Okay. What'd you do, folksy? Beauty. Um, Australia Day Friday. Absolutely nothing, eh? Ray and I just hung out all day in the aircon, the little portable aircon, and had that smashing, watching Shameless. And I just had the, uh, <clears throat> the it was a beautiful setup actually. I had the cricket on the iPad to the left of me, and then Shameless in front of me, just keeping an eye on that. Um, I had, I was hungover from the night before, I think. So I think it wasn't until <laughs> was like, was like 4 p.m. I cracked a beer, didn't really enjoy it. Enjoyed the second one a bit more, and I think I stopped at three. I even tipped half of it out before dinner. Ooh, you only had to get through that other half and you were back. Yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to be back. <laughs> <laughs> you tipped it out just so you didn't get back. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. nice, nice. What about you, Snorkel? What did you get up to? Well, I uh, I actually went for a last-minute trip down to the sunny coast. We uh, we weren't doing too much. I'd, I forgot about it, to be honest, that it was coming up and I was preparing to go into training and do some work. But I realised I had it off, so we did a last-minute trip and we uh, we caught up with Grubby. He came up from Sydney. He had a little oh, yeah. getaway. Saw that. And Grubmeister. Yeah, he was going to actually go to sunny coast and shoot up further to us. And I just said, nah, man, it's the weather's... Awful at the moment. The cyclone just hit up north. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty yucky and windy. So I said I'd rather him come up and take advantage of it when it's uh, better weather. So, yeah, we just went, you know what, we haven't we didn't go away over Chrissy or anything. So we, um, yeah, just over a day packing with two kids and that. It was pretty intense and jumped, yeah, jumped in. It the, always is. That joint is, um, did you stay there? It was like the pool. Was it like a resort or something? It looks yeah, sick. it was mad, man. It was um, the Cowgoa, I think, resort. There at um, Noosa Head, so it was pretty sick, man. The weather it was super muggy down there. I thought I was getting away from it up here, like just going down there, but it was worse. Breezy didn't leave the pool most of it, so he had a good time. Then we got back yesterday morning, and yeah, no, it was it was a good weekend away, but yeah, it was warm, boys. It was warm, so um, Grubby coming back on the potty or yeah, he's keen. So just a little backstory: we did do a <laughs> we did do a guest episode. With Grub, he was going to be our first guest, and uh, silly me, I got home and 
went to do the edit and stuff and I couldn't really hear me. I could hear me faintly and all the other boys were spot on. So my microphone was off. <laughs> oh, that is glorious. We're in a we're in a little bit of a state of being on the Gold Coast for a couple of days. That was uh that was the where the festival come that night, didn't it? So Well the the the, the thing was, um it was such good chat as well. It was real open, honest, vulnerable, a couple of things that maybe shouldn't have been said that were said. And <laughs> was a, I was loving was a, it, loving it to a point where Trent was actually like, I might just have to redo my voice. Like, just going to re-record. Just watch the video and try re-record because it was that good, but we'll have to get back and do it's that. It's always for a good sure. chat with the Grubmeister. Yeah, I was going to actually write down like what I'd said I could hear faintly and then just proper re-record by myself just to – just to not let that episode go to waste, but we'll get him again. And um, he's keen to jump on board, which is good. But today's episode, lads, is it's basically the people's ep. So we throw the mic over into their hands and we sit back and enjoy. And we'll be doing this every second Wednesday. And then, yeah, next week we'll be back to normal. So let's go. I'm looking forward to having a listen. Boys, just finished listening to your second ep. Well done. Well done. Um, I would love to catch up for a beer with you boys and uh, I'll be coming up to Bris Vegas for the podcast fight and I'm sure um, old Soso and uh, Billy with an IE would uh, also come for a beer. Hocko, tell the boys the story of the Billy with an IE. Um, But just want to know what is a story that your apprentice has told you that you have gone, that is absolute horse shit because Hoko and I had an apprentice. Um, he messaged me one morning saying that he was going to be late. He uh, rocked up about an hour late to work and was like to me, oh, sorry, I'm late. I was um, just at the doctor's. I was like, what doctor's open at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning? He goes, oh, no, I was at the hospital. I was like, oh, fuck, are you all right? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm all good now. Um, Just had twisted testicles. I was like, yeah, right. He's like, yeah, the doctor gave me um a bit of pain medication and just told me to fondle them, fondle his balls to untwist his testicles. Now, I've met people with fucking twisted testicles and they haven't just said that they got told to fucking fondle their balls. <laughs> so let us know oh, what are some stories that your apprentices have told you to either have the day off or come late to work. <laughs> for um for this one, I'm gonna have to be the one that tells you some of the excuses that I have. Yeah, because you'd have a fucking plethora. Not you'd the have excuses. A, you'd have I a received. plethora of them. <laughs> You were, you were on the receiving end of fucking oh, all of them. Jesus. I, I used to be. I used to be at the helm of all of them, but I've uh, got a team involved now that get to receive them all of late. So they're a bit they're a bit far away for me to come up with an absolute doozy. Um, but that's the, <laughs> that's, a, that's an absolute belter, the Twisted Nuts. But on the Twisted Nuts front, I'm uh, – I'm an advocate for the the fondling. I've uh, I've had I've had <laughs> I've had a few I've had a few uh back back playing footy. I got kneed in the nuts like three weeks in a row, and 
I swear I've, it's done some damage. But um, I've uh, I've had the saw nuts, and I've got told like grab hold of your nuts and stretch them, like pull them down. And if there's a little bit of a twist in there, it, they um they sort of untangle themselves. <laughs> Is that a piss take or what? <laughs> I used it for a while, bro. I'm telling you, it actually works. So if you ever get a saw nut, Doctor Tyson knows. Just uh, grab hold and have a have a pull down and. Stretch him out as far as you can. <laughs> not focusing because his hands will be on the ground with his fucking beam So you were dead set. So you were dead set successful in the untwisting. Well, I got rid of the sore nuts by pulling them down, giving, giving, giving them a stretch. Just giving them a stretch. And then it's sort of like a recoil, I would say, like a recoil. You pull them out and let them sort of find their own way back to where they're supposed to be. <laughs> It works. Trust oh, me. Anyone God. out there that can vouch for that, please call in and uh, and back me up on that one. There's your answer. You don't need to hear from us. Doctor Doctor Nashi has experienced yeah, for the, all your doctor needs. Have you got anything to um, add to that, folks? Yeah, I know you do have a party trick called the British Bulldog. Now that in itself looks a little <laughs> bit twisted. Have you ever had a twisted testicle? Nah, I've never had a twisted testicle. You can tie them in knots. <laughs> It did say that long. <laughs> ne- never had a twisted testy, fellas. <laughs> Maybe it's just because they got so much weight in them, they're always just sorting yeah, themselves out. Gravity takes control of yours. <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're, they're in order. They're in perfect order all the time. Oh, fuck. They may have grazers on the bottom of them, but boy, they can do the right thing Couple inside. Of grapefruits. Yeah, no, thanks, Nick. Um, Dr. Thanks, Nash Nick. had you covered there. Thanks, Nick. All right, we'll get on to the next one. Yeah, g'day, lads. Just Ethan from uh, Newcastle again. So we'll talk about uh, a little thing I'm sure we've all uh, experienced called uh, the next day head noise after a big night out. Now, a bit of a uh, background story. I don't drink very often. Um, I don't like... Um, wasting the whole day the next day, so that's partly the reason. Um, but it was my birthday uh, on the 7th, which was uh, Sunday. Uh, went out on the 6th, had dinner, uh, obviously got carried away, um, you know, partied really hard, had a good night, which was great. Woke up the next day and instantly had anxiety, instantly had head noise and just was just riddled riddled with guilt from the night before <laughs> not that anything went wrong but it was just all the alcohol and just everything was just she's just a fucking mess all yesterday spent my birthday hungover <laughs> on the lounge feeling very sorry for myself got two-fifths of fuck all sympathy from the missus don't blame her um yeah Standard. so i'm putting <laughs> next day head noise in the fucking bin for good fuck that shit That is fair. If I put the head noise that far on the pedestal, I wouldn't drink ever again either. But I'm a, I'm a, I don't know. I've got, I don't know if I would call it an ability or a sickness, but <laughs> you're a sicko. I, Fucking sicko. I've said to that many people that I talk and they go, fuck, you know, they'll go, they were, they were out for a week and, you know, like after a big night. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't drink if that's how I felt. Like if it really sent me that far, that deep. I don't get me wrong, I do get head noise, but um, there's nothing better than getting day two. I love day two. That's one of my favourite days. 
Like if I've had a big night, oh, just roll, rolling into day <laughs> it's two, a, it's, no plans. <laughs> the, the world is at your feet. It's a couple of beers in your back, but yeah, I actually think it's or a couple of espresso. Yeah, I actually think you're worse laying around. Like, I've, don't get me wrong, I've done that too, but I've done both sides of the. I've experimented a few different angles on how to get over a big night, but getting up and getting at it is. Um, and when you've got, I've got three kids, and you. You don't really get the opportunity and and there's very rare that i do go nah i'm doing nothing you just got to get into it and a couple of beers normally fixes it um get back on the horse and sort of eases the hangover away with uh yeah with a bit <laughs> with more beer i guess is, is i feel like I, I feel like you're way better at the head noise situation than me and treno me and treno seem to correct me if i'm wrong treno but we tend to overthink and get pretty bad anxiety the next day and just even if nothing happened but just I've I, I vividly remember in Cronulla <laughs> me and you had a massive night with Baker and remember we uh we shaved your head <laughs> <laughs> at like four in the morning yeah and he was playing first grade at the time shaved his head he goes yeah fucking yes fucking do it yeah let's go and then literally we had no more beers we started walking home the sun was coming up walking the streets and trent was hit really early mate this you know what gets me the sunrise man nah don't watch the sun come up it's never a good idea even if you go and just close your eyes while the sun's coming up and then wake up like you've like you've actually slept so much better for your mental health and that um no I, that's that's my that's my rule number one is if i hear if i see anything on the horizon i broke the rule in on the gold coast but anyway the the, the sun on the horizon you you did you know you did request the blinds be put yeah. down to, <laughs> if you can't see it it's not happening <laughs> That's <laughs> no, not yeah, oblivious, nah, but yeah, no, nah, that's more. As I, I think, as I've gotten older, don't get me wrong, I've done I, back in the day. I used to do one or two sunrises in a in a session, but um, yeah, the, now it's I don't watch sunrises just because I would wake up with anxiety. You've gone over the whole night that you just you're battling that next day because you've yeah you haven't slept at all, even if it's just an hour before it just resets me. That's how I approach that, but. Um, I, yeah, I've been told I've got a skill set or a sickness, one or the other. Trent politely asked me to walk him to the door because <laughs> he was petrified of Shauna's. <laughs> and he was petrified and then I was absolutely shitting myself. Oh, that's you running the gauntlet there with for a brother. Walked oh, him mate. in and just walked him in and just kind of pushed him in and Chantel just looked and goes, what the fuck? And I was like, "See ya." <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't think Trent spoke to me for about a month. Well, what you know what? Saying walk me to the door just to ease the ease the burden a little bit. Yeah, just to ease. Yeah, the, off, yeah. You know? and then just see, see, see you later, buddy. Just to soften, <laughs> just to soften the blow a bit. But you know what happened? I walked in the door and folks, he legged it, and then I went to go upstairs and have a snooze or whatever. And Chantal goes, "Nah, get out the back. We're getting the clippers." And I just well, went, fix it fuck, up. shave my head because I look like Bert and Ernie or one of those off <laughs> Sesame Street. Yeah, and there would and there would have been and there would have been absolutely no conversation while you're getting the shave no, either. Deep, deep dark thoughts. No. <laughs> so, uh, Ethan, I've been there, brother, plenty of times. We all have. Just ride it out. Get back ride on the horse. It out. 
Ethan, that's my system. It works. Yep. Absolutely. Or but but not as in not as in obviously if you're depressed and anxious about partying, doesn't mean go and party no. again. Sometimes it could mean just have, you know, after lunch, just have a couple of beers, kind of takes the edge off and then kind of hundred percent, yeah. Kind of branch into a normal yeah. a normal day, yeah, you know. Yeah. Make it a normal day, but have a few beers if you're the to. dog, mate. It fixes it. Three beers and it takes that edge off and then you'll have a good night's sleep that night and You'll still have a little bit of head noise, but yeah, if you, if you can't, if that doesn't work, then yeah, maybe give give up the sauce. You know what I like to do as well is just go exercise, get out. I was just about to say, get the fuck up and go to the gym if you're struggling that much. Go the lawns, fuck anything, anything, anything. Do something productive. Make your be- make yeah, your bed. Trigger some good juju. Yeah, and then and then she'll be she'll be gone. But uh, yeah, we've all been there, brother. Yes. Until next time. Unfortunately, and probably will be again. <laughs> yes. Right up. Right up. Hey, boys. Loving the show. Just thought I'd call up and give you a little story about a midweek uh, mischief me and Dan got up to one night just before uh, I did, probably had work the next day. But um, yeah, this is again when Dan was just living next door. I, um, I used to have a few beers and get on Wish. And order shit, and then I wake up the next day and forget what I'd ordered online. And one day I fucking ordered a um, I'd ordered a taser, and then I've, I've forgotten that I'd ordered it. I had a fair few beers, and about two months later, the tasers rocked up at the door. It says you got a package at the post office. You got to come come collect. Anyway, I've got this taser, and I thought, fuck, what am I doing with this? It's a it's a fucking weapon. Anyway, <laughs> charge it up. Thing sounds aggressive as. Anyway, I sent a message out to Dan. It's probably like a Tuesday night. And I said, man, I've got this taser. And he goes, man, I'm, I've got a few boys over. Why don't you come over and have a few beers? And I'd already been on the beers. Anyway, the <laughs> missus, is, she's gone to bed. And I thought, fuck, I'll, I'll sneak out. <laughs> go, go over and see Dan. So I've, I've dead set taken off, no shoes. Taser in hand, got to Dan's house, and now I start trying to taser everyone. This point, Dan said, "Mate, I've fucking, I've had enough." And I, I was like, "Yeah, no, 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 I won't do it anymore. I won't do it anymore." And it hurts. It gives you a good, good jolt. Dan's gone to the toilet, come out, and I've hit him with the taser, and he's just fucking turned around and clocked me straight in the mouth and split my lip open. And I've looked at him and he's looked at me and I, he goes, I fucking told you, no more. Anyway, I've panicked and I've got a cut open bleeding lip and mind you, I've snuck out of the house. So now I've got a full-blown bleeding lip. Anyway, went, went home, we went to work the next day. He actually showed up for once and we've had to come up with a cover, like a game plan of what I'm going to tell my wife when I get home because I've got this full-blown cut open lip and we work on the roof. So we're like, well, we'll just tell her that, you know, a roof sheet slid off and, you know, hit in the face or something like that. So I've come home and I've got this full blown cut over lip and she's like, oh, what's happened? And I was like, oh, you know, you know, I think just a roof sheet came down and he's hit me in the face and she's like, oh, you poor thing. And, you know, he's a beer. And anyway, it turns out that even to this day, she still doesn't know that I snuck out to Dan's place and it was all because of a taser that I had off wish. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. There's a couple of them. 
Man, I I remember that night vividly. Eh? Like I stressed to him. I, like it actually made me real anxious. That thing, like just the sound That's, of it and the, the sound, light, lights, so aggressive like, sounding. Oh, oh, it petrified me. And I said to him, "Listen, mate, if you do that again, I'm, I promise I'm going to hit you." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, all right, no worries." And I come out of the bathroom, and he's gone. I'm just going bang. <laughs> it's back, you dog. Yeah. So, he's, so, so to to Alana's knowledge, until now, hopefully she listens to the body. Yeah, it was it was a roof sheet, or he got clocked in the middle of the yeah, night. Right. You like it being electrocuted? Do you remember the old Dawn Fraser machine that uh, when you were working for me, and we the little pads, electrical electric pads? Oh yeah, was that your dad yeah, got that? Using, it's like for nerve damage and muscle oh, repair. You put you put them on my nuts. <laughs> you put them on my nuts one night. You dared me to after eight beers. That was your plan. I was about to say I, I didn't do it to you. I dared you to, and you've done it yourself. You you were voluntarily. I wasn't getting punched in the face. Maybe that's why they're so big yeah, now. They were definitely big enough before. <laughs> they were, but I think I was trying to untwist them for you. Dawn Fraser machine. If you ever got twisted nuts, it works. Yeah, that um, that's pretty full on a taser. I'm surprised you can get a taser sent to you. Your doorstep. Yeah. Remember is it that Bali, easy? When is you're it walking around in Bali? You hear them. They get walking. They go this is, and they start. And I'm like, get it away from me, you psycho. They just sound it. Yeah, and they, they're laughing when they do it. I think that's what started my anxiety from it, walking the streets of Kuda or something back in the day and them doing it. I just hated it. And just to add to that story quickly, when I went to Sydney a couple of months ago to spend a couple of nights with them and then spend a couple of nights with my sister and the kids, he's pulled out another one. He must have ordered another one. He's pulled out another one. I've fly kicked it, fly kicked it out of his hands and then thrown it off the balcony. And he goes, what the fuck? I go, you know how I feel about those things. <laughs> uh, busted lip coming up. Thanks, Lynchy. All righty. Yeah, g'day, homies. Lemmy the Love Muscle here. Hope you're all well. Uh, a few things on my end. Firstly, a uh, massive thank you to the Homie Social. Without you guys, without this podcast, justice would not have prevailed the way it has. <laughs> We uh, all the boys have banded together, and we've uh, held Tyson accountable for his handicap. Played in a little, uh, little money, money on the line social game, and uh, to an eight handicap, didn't take any money home. Had to get some out of his hard earned. So, without you guys, that doesn't happen. That's so justice has been served. It has been swift, and. Myself and all the boys appreciate it, and I can't wait to take some of Tyson's money in the coming months. Lemmy, you are welcome, brother. You are welcome. That's what we like to see. People held accountable. Please. He must be still on them fucking edibles or something. (laughs) (laughs) He's living in a dream time. He hasn't taken any money off me in the the ever, to be honest. He's very... Very few far between if they if it ever. I can't remember. That's how long ago it must have been if he has. But <laughs> I could beat him with one hand off eight, so he's got no chance. It may help the other boys, but uh, old Lammy, he's uh, he's talking shit, unfortunately. Lammy, I heard you say boys, so if you've got proof from the other lads, get them to call in, back you up. <laughs> I'm actually playing golf with Lammy on uh, Friday the old love muscle we negotiated handicaps i'm going to give him six shots so he'll be playing off 14 and it should be a good little tussle with that hand them handicaps 
but um, I'll They're keep nice. you boys updated, and uh, I'll uh, Lammy might go missing after that because I'll uh, make sure he doesn't get any cash. You might have to get a little content around it, keep us updated. Yeah, I can do that. Mm. Hey, fellas, this is Sebastian from Southwest Sydney. Look, I've got a bit of a funny one about... I've had a little situation with my neighbour over the last weekend. Um, he's recently just put in a new sauna, and he's he's asked me to come over... Um, on Saturday, it was. He asked me to come over. He said, you come over for a sauna. It's good. It cleanses the soul. Anyway, I was up there like, oh, my God, what do I wear? Like, he's my neighbour. Mm, awkward. <laughs> anyway, so I go over there. I just had a pair of boardies on. I walk out to his backyard and there he is tanned muscly he had the pink the pink dick stickers on um and i was like i'm a bit undressed anyway i look over and there's three landscapers just standing there with trowel in hand looking at me and i'm like uh hi um i'm the new guy (laughs) anyway is that a stitch up or should i be happy that he's invited me Bye. <laughs> yeah, right. That's um. Oh, fuck that's a off. that's a Sebastian. Sebastian. That's a tricky situation you got yourself in there, brother. So, do we think it's a set? Like, were the were the dudes stand there with trousers? Were they props? And it was a it was little a scene. It was definitely a scene. Like a, like they they're setting a scene for him, or is it just like coincidentally looked like maybe a scene? Yeah, I, that's what I would assume anyway. But Sebastian may fill us in a little bit further with. Yeah, on it. Well, I would love. Yeah, I'd love to hear from Sebastian to tell us how how well t- how yeah, it ended. Tell us the next what happened next because like I want to like we're on the edge of our CD. You know, he's just give us he's just he's just give us the first chapter. Now there could be where's chapter two? So yeah, can't wait to hear part two, and I hope yeah everything's going all right, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Your neighbour sounds like a legend. Your neighbour sounds like a legend. Yeah. By the way, you got to like I don't know. Your neighbours just set you up, or you got to really sort of reassess your friendship with your neighbour. Um, yeah. Sounds like a just bit em- of a setup to me, but we're looking forward just, to part two. Just embrace it, Sebastian. All right, we've got one more to go, boys. This one's actually a uh, an email, so I'll read it out. and We'll go from there. So. Hi, Legends. I'd love you boys to discuss your biggest individual challenge or failure. How you overcome it, what was the biggest lesson you took from it, and what advice would you give to others around this? Keep up the great work, boys. Mm. That's uh, far away. I'm uh, trying to think of just being completely honest on obviously being live. Challenges, trying to think of – I've had a lot of little little – individual challenges and I feel like I've come up with a few systems on and it's hard for me to try and pinpoint one and that's what I'm trying to do so I can try and give some advice around how I how I uh oh you know what me for for me it's you know we talked about it previously a little bit in in regards to fitness and health and stuff like that that's one thing that I was probably not proud of myself in what I the person that I was becoming in regards to, you know, I like to party, but I wasn't obviously focusing in on that. And that was sort of affecting my uh, everyday life in regards to just how, how I turned up to work, how I to come home and how I was as a father and 
Um, you know, I used to be short and snappy and after having a big weekend. And um, so that's probably one that's most recent to me and it comes to mind and sort of keeps flooding to me that I, I, I made the changes that was to be a better person. And that's probably where I touched on in my New Year's resolution. I, I, I really was really happy with my growth as a person last year. Um, and that, that was just about balance. And that was something that I, that I put as the, as the result that I, you know, I can still have my good times and, you know, there'll be occasions where I've had a big weekend and, but it wasn't, it wasn't fair on my family and friends and colleagues that I, they had to put up with me being short and snappy because I had a big weekend. So that was something that I, I changed that. And, you know, there would still be occasions where I've, you know, they've had a birthday or something that's happened, but it wasn't week in week out, which is where I was sort of the path I was going down. I was prioritizing having a good time and, you know, and other people wanted me to be around. So I was doing that, but it wasn't really that important for me to be there, but I was choosing the wrong, you know, the wrong situation to be involved in. So mine was, yeah, that'd be mine making better decisions based off the people that are around me that care about me and, you know, the success of the stability of my family. And, and yeah, so it was, and it was fitness and, and that was what I've sort of put at the forefront and, and it's made me put it be in a better space and, and yeah, just be yeah, living a better life. Good stuff, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess um, for me, my biggest challenge has been, it's been well-documented and, you know, I went through some rough times during my football career early on. I, um, yeah, I had, you know, three major injuries and really struggled to comprehend myself from continuing to play at the highest level uh, at the time. And, you know, I doubted myself, I questioned myself, my ability, and I'd just really give up and, and didn't think anything would be able to change that. So I was ready to jump back on the tools. And, you know, there was my dream of playing NRL for a long time you know I'd gotten there for a couple of years but I thought it was all said and done and it was all over just like that so I worked really hard and I got myself into a solid mind frame of you know I had a good a lot of people around me um, that was telling me good things and keeping me positive and put me in a positive mindset but it was just you know I was just missing something and I've spoken about this before and we've mentioned it on the previous potty you know from everything out there I picked up a book and I um, really gained inspiration from a a quarterback overseas so that was that was something that got me through it I could relate to him um he had a big injury in his rotator cuff which was his throwing arm and yeah I just show his shoulder my shoulder I got a lot of inspiration from it and I um I was able to come back from it but probably my second um biggest challenge is life after footy playing uh rugby league for a long time um you know, you think it's going to last forever and it doesn't. And especially the way I, my career ended, it, um, it was a little bit premature than what I would have liked. I had 11 years at the top, which I'm grateful for, but I would have enjoyed to keep going. The head thought I could, but the body opted otherwise. And my transition is into uh, everyday life was a bit of a challenge because you go from such a high and, you know, something you're very passionate about to then falling back into, you know, everyday life and, you know, it can be a bit big challenge for footy boys and, and sports people in general, Every everyone in, in general, really, if you're changing 100%. jobs, going here and there. But, you know, and until this day, like I've, I've only just recently gotten back involved in footy and I'm, I'm able to, you know, coach and do some game development here. And I'm, um, I'm very grateful for that. But it took me a while to sort of find that passion again. And I was, um, 
yeah, I was struggling for a bit, you know, and I was, I went back to my trade and it really helped me transition into sort of life after footy, but I was still searching for that passion. That didn't give me the passion that I once had and nev- nothing will ever be able to replicate that. I know that, but you know, that was a big challenge for me. So for me, for, for people out there and the advice, just to finish off your question, the advice that I'd give to others is my first one, just, just remember that, you know, never, never think that it's, it's all said and done. There's always some sort of hope out there. And if you keep having a crack and having a crack and trying every avenue, whether it's, you know, different things and what people are telling you for, from my point of view, it was a book. I went and and did that and it, and it Mm. ultimately saved my career. So just keep searching for something out there that's going to, that's going to help you move forward. And then secondly, for, for people out there that are going through a rough time and, and transitioning from job to job or, you know, certain things and you're struggling a bit, just, you know, just, just stay positive and, and things will turn. And, you know, I think mm. that, that I really surrounded myself with good people. And, you know, that was, that was key for me was just to, just to remember who's there because I did lose a lot of people over once I retired and a lot of people vanished um, that yeah. I thought were friends, but, um, and a lot of people that I, I didn't expect to hang around, they, they sort of left as well. So that was fine. But for me, it's just it's just holding those people close to you and just being grateful for what you have because there are people in the world that uh, are doing it very hard and they don't have a roof over their head. They don't have shoe, uh, shoes on their feet. So yeah. just remember that you're, you're doing it all right. Mm. And always don't be afraid to reach out. And if you are struggling, reach out to us because we'd love to, love to have a chat to you. It doesn't have to be on the potty. It can just be in the DMs or whatever. You can shout yeah, out to 100%. us. You can shout out to us on the homie social and it's all anonymous, okay? So... Don't stress about that, but that's that's something that we really wanted to provide here on the podcast is a platform for people to to reach out and sure. let some let some shit off your shoulders. Nine nine times out of ten, I guarantee you, you know we'd be one of us here would would have gone through the same thing. So we all go through very similar stuff out there, and it's about talking and and bonding together and and having conversations with people who have gone through the same thing. So hundred percent. And just quickly, head credit to you, Hawk, because you know obviously I'm close to the whole your whole story, and I've been around for the whole thing, and the way you'd come back into your footy career, and you know most people, if they didn't have that, you know either support network or the drive to want to, you know, continue to to strive for that, um, there'd be most people that would give up just to make NRL, but then to get a series the injuries that you had previously, and then throughout your career. Yep. You got to be proud of what you did achieve, and uh, you know we had them discussions. And as you, you touched on, you know you got to be grateful for what you what you have, not what you've yeah. lost. Yeah. Um, and that gives you obviously puts you in the right headspace to to be able to move forward. It might not you can't think about what you lost because, no. mate, I couldn't imagine how it would have felt. You know, like you, what you done in the, in your NRL career and Origin and all that, and then going back to the working on site, it, it would have mm. been. You know, and yeah, I think you said a lot of people come up to you and said, you know, mate, what are you doing here? Like you won New South Wales Origin and you said, mm. well, mate, I'm coming back to support my family and put, you know, and put my trade behind me and then allows me to take the next steps again, yeah. which is a credit to you, mate, because most people couldn't deal with, with that in their head because they just don't have the right, um, I don't know whether it's headspace to be able to accept that, you know, this yeah. is the next step. I'm just going to go back, get me trade. And that get that behind me, and then it opens up a whole other avenue of everything I want to do, you know. But yeah, and it's, I, it, it's a credit to you. No, thanks, mate. And I, I actually really enjoyed going back to, you know, the 
the life of just going to work and not not thinking about anything else because I could just go go to work and go home and see my family because with, yeah. with rugby league mate there's there's roller coasters there's media there's head noise outside you know noise coming in it doesn't stop you know people people that sitting at home and you know they've got their opinions and I I understand that you've got opinions and that's good but unless you sit in the shoes of of the the boys that are out there you you don't know what it takes and you know Mm. it's 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 hard it's a hard slog you know we're very lucky to as footy players or ex-footy player to have the life that we had but yeah yeah. it takes a lot it takes a lot of sacrifices going up through your teenage years and not going to parties and not chasing girls and stuff 100 you know and and some yep. can and some can't. And the ones that can continue to go and the ones that can't, they get dragged elsewhere. And then they're the ones, you know, that have that yep. opinion that, that we've got it lucky, but there's a lot of sacrifices going into it. I, I, I missed a lot of parties, oh, miss a lot of weddings. I missed a lot yep. of stuff to do that, you know. So, but yeah, no, I, um, I represented you there, bruv. At all the parties and stuff, I was, I was representing both of us there. 100% you did. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, there's, there's a couple of challenges. And look, I, I'm not saying I'm worse off than a lot of others out there, but I just had more challenges throughout my career than what... Uh, different challenges, 100%. <clears throat> I was always sort of feeling like I was going one step forward, two steps back, and hurdles and hurdles and hurdles to jump up. Yeah. Like I just yeah. believed and stayed strong and just ticked little boxes and, and did the little things right and small goals and let the rest it. take care of itself. Mm. That's um yeah, it's 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 definitely a um well I watched you mate in your career and, and I understand what you're saying about the challenges in what you had to endure. Like obviously being your best mate and being around you while you were active in your career, it's I sort of st- stepped in on occasions where people, you know, they'd have some people have no, no respect for you guys and what you guys do and just think that you guys are just an item that they can harass whenever they like. Um, and you were always one that just said, no, like it's all good. And you were one to, to um, you know, to to go out and, and go out of your way to talk to them or do whatever they did. But And that was a credit to who you were as a person that, you know, that I know they're fans and whatever and you had to sort of – but sometimes I was like, fuck, I don't think I'd want to be in that situation because – you know, I like the bit of the solitude and be able to fly under the radar a little bit, you know. So it has its pros and cons, but, yeah, it's um, there's credit nah, to thanks, how you carried mate. yourself. No, nah, all good. All right, well, yeah, thanks, everyone, for reaching out and calling in. First uh, people's app underway. So we, uh, we do appreciate it. Keep them coming in. Like we said, get deep with us, have a laugh. Just a bit of banner. We're here for whatever. We'll be a soundboard for, for you to unleash. So, 100%. Love it. All right, lads. Love it. Have a cracker weekend and we'll catch us. See you. See you.